0: being able to build those relationships with people but like being able to provide opportunities, but also speaking with the people in your market, connecting with different operators. And then the numbers, like I, like I said, I'm good with the numbers. I, it just like clicks with me. of like, okay, here's how we can tweak this to make this work. So it just was something, it's not like I woke up and I was like, I love multifamily. It was more just like, okay, this is vehicle to get to what my why is and where, how I'm going to get there. And it just is something that I'm good at. So I think that that's kind of more where it lies. able to just find my goals and my why and then just put that in places here's how i'm going to get there
1: your network is your net worth come listen to some of the most successful people i know share invaluable knowledge stories and advice in real estate business and beyond this is weiss advice whether you want to take your business or personal life to the next level look no further Welcome back to another episode of Weiss Advice. I'm your host, as always, Yona Weiss, and I am so glad to be joined today by another incredible guest. Hope you guys get to know this person well over the years to come. But first, let's introduce Alessandra. You are an incredible young woman who has accomplished a lot in a very short period of time. Um, Very humble as well, so she's not going to admit that she has. But I'd love to just get a chance to, to talk to us today. And I'm I'm a little out of practice. I've actually been traveling for a few weeks. So even though we've released a bunch of episodes on schedule, I haven't recorded for a few weeks. So I'm a little, a little rusty. Actually, the last thing we did record was that 200th episode, Bonanza. So if you guys haven't checked that out, check out the 200th episode we had brought back about 40 of our old guests all together on a live call to give some advice. So check that out episode number 200. And without further ado, Alessandra, tell us a little bit about yourself.
0: Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm really grateful to have finally virtually met you. I know we've worked together in the past, so thank you for having me on. But just a little bit about myself is that I'm 26 years old. I just I moved to Nashville about a year ago to pursue working in the multifamily space from California it's been quite a journey. It's almost my anniversary of being in the industry. And I've just learned so much over time. I love to just work on the underwriting and asset management in the real estate space. But yeah, that's, yeah, that's a little (laughs) bit about me. how deep I should get there. That's
1: great. No, we'll we'll, we'll dig a little deeper there. But I think it's amazing. I mean, for, for someone your age to take the initiative to get involved in the multifamily space, the real estate, I know there's so many people out there that are like, you know, my age, you're in the forties and like, you know, we've worked in job in corporate America for so many years and want to retire and have a, have a family and, you know, et cetera. And so there's a lot of incentive to really take a hold of our lives and get moving and start investing and start doing that. You at a, a much younger age decided to, for the same, you know, same idea, I would assume, let like just take control of your life a little bit more. Like how did you yeah. come across <laughs> How did you like make that jump? Like, okay, here, real estate. That's something I want to do.
0: Well, I wanted to, I knew that I wanted to just not work a W2 job. Like right now, maybe it would be fine, but I didn't want to get stuck in that comfort cycle of like, this is what I'm going to be doing when I'm 65 years old. It's just not something for me. And my father who passed away a couple of years ago, he was working until that, the day he passed away. And I just. Did not want that to be my life. I would like to be able to spend more time with my family and my friends and just do the things that I want to do. And so I just started to look into like alternatives of like, how can I create some sort of passive income to just give myself time? And so I did a lot of random things. I started looking into like the stocks, which seems a little bit risky at the time. It's all a lot of education, but real estate just kind of clicked for me. And so I was doing door-to-door sales in Florida Um, about two years ago. And I made a lot of money from that. I was working two jobs, my marketing job, my W-2, and then doing door-to-door sales. And I just felt like I could achieve anything that I wanted to put my mind to. And I was accumulating a lot of money. And so I was like, okay, now I can finally get into real estate. I'm going to go buy a duplex and rent out one side and live in the other. And then I was like, I don't really want to get rid of all my capital right there. And then like I'm not really replacing my W-2. I'm just like building equity of course, and just making money off like slightly, but not as much as to replace it. And so I started joining Clubhouse, getting on the discussion, seeing what other people were doing, finding mentors, jumping on a bunch of different calls all the time, just asking like the silliest questions now that I look back at it sometimes, but um, it was really great for my education. And once I found multifamily, it just made sense to me of just analyzing the numbers. I love Excel spreadsheets. I love, I love underwriting. It's my favorite part and so cool. it was just something that was easy for me. And I just jumped in. I found the mentors that I work with Jason and Pila Urusi. And they told me if I was ever in Nashville, just to let them know, um, see how they could help me. They, I did not expect what happened to happen. And I started working with them because one of their assistants moved home two days before I got there. And so they were like, well, we have an open position for you if you want to take it because you seem determined. And I, quit my W-2 job, started working with them. The rest is history. (laughs) Um, No, it's been um, very challenging, but that's kind of just how I wanted to take control of my own life and it's been very challenging just because there's a lot to learn. There's a lot of mistakes to be made, but that's what the point of the multifamily industry is. It's a team sport. There's always something you can lean on people you can reach out to just, especially those beginning calls that I used to have on clubhouse. Like I still keep in touch with some of those people and like, I'll still ask them questions. And um, yeah, the goal is just to do something different and get that freedom that I'm looking for. And but it's it's tough. It's a difficult and competitive barrier to entry for sure. Yeah,
1: but I think what's amazing is that you start just asking questions. And I'm a firm believer in you're never too smart or you're never too experienced to ask questions because you can always learn and you can learn from everyone on every different level. But especially if you want to learn about a certain industry, a certain topic, something you wanna that you feel like you're drawn to. Well, Ask those people who are uh, experienced, more experienced than that. And you found these mentors of yours, Jason and Urussi, Jason Yurusi, and his wife, Peely, who have been guests on this podcast. Both amazing people. Actually, Peely hasn't been a guest yet, I don't think. Wow, that That's reminds me. I gotta
0: schedule, for you. <laughs> I
1: gotta schedule. okay? I'll he'll schedule for me, <laughs> but what, <laughs> but they, but we've had them. I spoke at their meetup in New Jersey in a live event a few years ago. Amazing people. And what they have done is not only accomplished so much in the multifamily space, but also on a, you know, a personal growth space that there are people that are just striving to give back to others and to you know, become better people, uh-huh. better parents. And, and I love that about that. So to find mentors like that, I think those are tremendous role models to have because yeah. they'll, you know, they'll take you along that journey with them because they're continually growing and you know, being growth mode.
0: It's great to see like your mentors are also equally evolving just as much as you are and you're learning together. And it's just such good exposure to have in this industry, especially side-by-side going through it together. It's just, it's been incredible. I, I love it.
1: <laughs> Wait, let me just take a step back there. Cause you, you kind of, I, you know, I listened to you on a couple of the podcasts and the bigger podcast, a bigger pocket student was, was a great one, but you kind of glossed over the fact that you just literally like showed up in Nashville yeah. <laughs> um, right? Like Pilly mentioned something to the event that if you're ever in Nashville, you know, look us up, right? And then you just like yeah. show up next week.
0: I know. I, I just thought like the worst that could happen is that I just drive home. And so I, especially because I was working virtually, I was able to just kind of move around a lot. And that's why I was in Florida doing the sales because my brother was living there. I was like, I'm just gonna go visit him. And I ended up staying there the whole summer. And then Over winter, he was living in Utah. And so I was like, I'm just going to go snowboard for a couple months over there. And so when she said Nashville, I'm like, well, I might as well just hop over there really quick and see if it works out, it works out. And if it doesn't, then it it doesn't. And I just go back and continue doing what I'm doing and continue learning. But it was definitely a risk that I took. Like, I'd never been to Nashville. I really thought I was coming into like the old country. I like did not know anything. And now I'm here and it's like a thriving city, one of the best markets to be in. I I love it. I finally, I'm like fully made a home out of it. And it's almost my, yeah, I gotta say my one year anniversary living here. And I'm, I'm just so grateful.
1: That's amazing. What's awesome about it is that, you know, a lot of us have opportunities that present themselves and we may not even recognize them as opportunities because someone just may say something in passing. But if you're not ready to make that jump, then we'll miss out on opportunities that pass us by on a daily basis. And I think you were in a place in your life where you were kind of, you know, akin to, to listening to those messages that were jumping out because you were searching, you were looking for something more, you were looking for something more. And I think that's something we can all take as a lesson that oftentimes we're presented with opportunities or someone says something in passing, like, Hey, come and visit, you know, yes, it's a little, it's very, like you said, it was a big risk to take to just like drive out there and show up and be like, here I am. Hey. But, <laughs> but at the same time, I mean, like, you know, okay, like you happen to be in town, you can just say whatever, but nowadays you can drive anywhere, you can show up anywhere, but it's a taking that initiative. And I think probably I'm, I'm going to speak for, for Peely, right. Or Jason, but they probably saw that in you, that you're someone who you know who went above and beyond and took that initiative and, like, you know, what can I do for you? How can I help? And they're just like, okay, this is someone that we want to have on our team.
0: Yeah, that's that's exactly it. They saw the hard work and determination I was willing to put into it because they didn't need to take me on, like, I didn't have anything like so much to offer, like, I didn't know enough, and like, I had to learn a lot of it when I first started, but just the determination of just wanting it so badly that I would put in all my efforts is something that I'm honestly proud of myself for. And I think that fear is a thing that holds a lot of people back and they don't want to take that risk because they're thinking what if, and they're not willing to go out of their comfort zone. And I think that stands in like this industry too, is like, yes, educate yourself, please educate yourself, but also like take action to get towards the next step. And I think that a lot of people just are afraid to jump to that next spot in the journey and it's a learning lesson, but you'll learn along the way as well, but with the right (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, no, of course, and you definitely learn along the way. But you mentioned also that you're, you know, kind of the capacity that you've taken with them in their company, and they've done a few deals in the past year. Obviously, you've been involved with, you know, acquisitions and doing some major remodeling, you know, renovation projects. I know they're always involved in. So you're you're working more on the asset management on the underwriting side. You said, what's your main role, or what do you enjoy the most out of those? those things that you do, that you're on the team doing?
0: It's Every day is so different. I wear many hats in the company. And so I'm able to just kind of get a feel for everything. I think my favorite part is definitely the asset management side of things. It's something that's just such good skills to have. And just being able to, like this 20 unit that we have over in Nashville, we're completely redoing it, renovating it. you have seen it, but right. it's Quite the haul. And I'm heading there actually right after this. And it's just been great to be on site and just really understand like what goes into the property, what you're missing, what contractors are saying, getting the different types of bids to be like, okay, that's over budget or if this contractor is taking you seriously. And I think that those are such good skills to have just in our everyday lives as well. But that's definitely... My favorite part, the underwriting, of course, like I love the numbers. I love making the deals work. And then I'm working on the capital raising. I did raise some capital for the last, the 76 unit, which is, also, a challenge in itself, like just having to have those conversations and putting yourself out there on social media. But it's necessary in order to be in this industry, I think, of just like letting people know what you're doing. And it's not so much of like, hey, let me have $50,000. It's more like, hey, let me give you this opportunity to also build your own little life of freedom. So, I'm just getting more comfortable on that side too. But yeah, just a little bit of everything, but asset management is definitely my number one.
1: Have you, you ever get any pushback of any kind, like, you know, people that you're reaching out to or like, oh, yeah. you're so young, you don't really, you know, so inexperienced yeah. or.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think that when I first started, especially because I didn't know much about it, like speaking to different contractors who probably didn't take me as seriously as they should have, or maybe they didn't need to at that time. But now I feel like I can go in and have a full conversation. Like the other day I met with like six contractors on site, just me. And I was like, okay, I, I can do this. But before, when I first started, I'm like, I don't know what the standard price of this is supposed to be. I don't know if it's overcharging. I don't know what the budget is and how long this is supposed to take. But as you take that action and just keep getting more accustomed to what the standard procedure is, then you start to just really understand what goes into just making a property run. And so now I feel like I have a lot more confidence, but that was definitely a difficult part. And I think that just comes with doing anything for the first time, especially like raising capital too. Like why would we want to invest with this 26 year old woman that has never done this before, you know? So it takes a lot of just trial and error and just putting yourself out there and just getting educated on the entire topic. Sure. But (laughs) it just
1: goes to show you though, that in a year's time, how much you can accomplish. I mean, anyone, if you set your mind to it, like people think, oh, it's going to take so long. It's a whole new industry. It's a whole new skill set, everything. Yes, that's true. But put your mind to it, commit to it, be consistent, show up every day. And in a year's time, I mean, look at you now, it's incredible.
0: I know it's, it's it's consistency. And I even have to reflect sometimes because there are times where I'm like, overwhelmed i'm like oh my god i don't know what i'm doing or this is that and i have to look back at like where was i just a couple of months ago and remember what i just learned like i have sometimes people have phone calls with me that like i used to do with them and i'm giving them advice and i'm just like how did i get here what is this whole transition. Like, look at the growth that I've made. It's just such a beautiful thing, honestly. I I love it. And I love being able to help others just also get into the industry because it's something that if you are consistent and you put your mind to it, then you can also achieve it as well. It just takes work.
1: So why multifamily? Why did this pique your interest more than anything else?
0: It made sense to me. I think that like just being able to build those relationships with people, but, like being able to provide opportunities, but also speaking with the people in your market, connecting with different operators, and then the numbers. Like I, like I said, I'm good with the numbers. I it just like clicks with me of like, okay, here's how we can tweak this to make this work. So it just was something. It's not like I woke up and I was like, I love multifamily. It was more just like, okay, this is vehicle to get to what my why is and where how I'm going to get there. And it just is something that I'm good at. So. I think that that's kind of more where it lies. Like I was able to just find my goals and my why, and then just put that in places. Here's how I'm going to get there.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, it's, it is an incredible industry. And like you said at the beginning, there are so many people that are just solid, you know, good people who are growth oriented. And it is, like you said, it's a team sport. And so when we're aligning ourselves with those strategic partners, we're able to accomplish so much more than we would have been able to on our own.
0: I know it's, it's actually amazing. Like how many different people go into making this deal work and everybody wins at the end of it. Like there's not a single loser in it. So it's just great to connect with different people and you're never alone. So even if you're making that like a small mistake, like you're able to lean on your team members, like ask the questions that we were talking about, like there's always going to be someone there to help you achieve your goals. So that's why I love
1: and, it. Yeah. That's awesome. And you said you, you're talking with other people, um, you know, who are maybe were in your position a while ago, I meaning people your age, people maybe younger than you who are starting out and looking to get involved. What's the best advice you offer someone, someone like that, someone who is in your situation?
0: Um, I usually like to set them up with just like how. You can get involved finding people that are doing what you're doing, joining different mentorship groups to get that education, especially putting, like taking action. I get a lot of calls just for underwriting too. So sometimes I'll jump on a Zoom call and kind of just point out some things that they should look for, what people you need to have in place to really get your analysis as accurate as possible, what type of conversations and questions you should be asking, like your lender, your property manager, insurance agents, like, just really getting in depth on there. And I always leave an open door. So if they want to jump on another call with me, like I'm open to doing that too, because I just want, I think that being a teacher is also just as important as being a student. Cause I feel like a student still. So sure. being able to just transfer over what I've learned to someone else means like, I feel like I know what I'm talking about as well. And it's just really helpful for me to get that across to someone else too
1: that's awesome and like you said we are right? we have different roles in life and we're always students we're always teachers i mean especially you know i can speak from my experience as a parent also we you uh you're a student uh and a teacher at the same time to your children and yeah. uh, and really anyone like that because constantly learning i mean i learned so much from them it's it's incredible but I mean, that's what I love about what you have accomplished in such a short period of time is it's inspiring. And I know you're, you're very humble and you don't want to like take yeah. all that, t- take all yeah. that. It, it really is. And I want to just share that with our audience and, and share that anything, you know, if you're looking, you're like, well, I want to do X, or I want to do something like this, but it's like so far off. And it's so maybe sometime way in the future, I'm going to do that. And it's going to take so long to do. Well, the truth is, no, if you set your mind to it and just accomplish, uh, excuse me, and just have consistency and that commitment, you can do it. And there's really nothing you can't accomplish when you put your mind to it. And I think you're a great example of someone who's done that.
0: Yeah, I agree. I, that's something I have to repeat to myself is that, like, we're capable of putting anything or we're capable of doing anything we put our minds to. It's really true. It's just, it takes a lot of work, maybe a breakdown or two every once in a while. But if you just stay consistent you're going to get there and it, just be patient, I think, and keep putting in the work.
1: 100%. That's awesome. So I want to transition now to something we call the final four. These are four questions that I ask all my guests and, you know, take it as, as short, as long as you want. But this is the first question I ask is, what's the worst job that you ever had?
0: That's hard because I really liked a lot of my jobs, but I'd say maybe my first job I ever had, I worked at The Habit with one of my best friends in high school and we just kind of made a mess and just were irresponsible at times. I was in high school just being silly, but that was probably my worst job just because I didn't enjoy the people that I worked with. But I do, I I don't know. I really don't know. I have, I had a lot of good jobs.
1: (laughs) What was that? The Habit? Is that what it's called?
0: The the burger place. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. No, I'm not familiar with it, but it doesn't sound like any burger place, any fast food, is usually not going to be the most yeah. attractive place to work. But it happens to me most people that we interview on this podcast have it's like their first job, or and it's usually has something to do with fast food <laughs> that, yeah. that uh is the worst yeah. job because you know there's always room to grow from there, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, definitely. Look at me now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Second question: what's a book that you've read that's given you a paradigm shift?
0: I think the psycho cybernetics book is a very great book. I was able to just kind of find my power and it was a triggering point of like okay I could I can do anything that I put my mind to and it's all built on confidence and hard work and how we see ourselves and I think that that's just been a huge role in my life is just being able to like not think about other people's opinions and mainly just focus on me what are my goals what am I good at and just seeing myself as someone that can do these, all of these things and so mm. I think that was that's probably my most life-changing book I love to listen it to it on audiobook every once in a while just to really amp myself up again if i'm feeling low
1: <laughs> it's really about the power of your mind right i mean it's about yeah. just just getting in control of your mind and making you know yeah making definitely. decisions based on uh, you know what you what you believe and and what your focus is, right?
0: Yeah. It's all about getting focused on what it is that you want in life and, um, just being able to be a strong, confident person within as well. Even Mm -hmm. if you don't feel like it all the time, like that, I think that's the key to success because it's a work in progress.
1: (laughs) We all have struggles and we all have challenges like every day. And I think uh, even the most successful people on every level of success you can imagine have their own self doubts all the time. And I think what you're saying is absolutely right. that We just need to Replug into those things we believe to be true and, and refocus our mind, our energy into what we can accomplish and the positive outcome that that can achieve. So definitely,
0: definitely,
1: definitely good, good book and, and great way to focus. Uh, so third question is going to be, what is a skill or talent that you would like to learn? Anything.
0: I have been doing boxing a lot, but I want to get into kickboxing and just being able to Really learn all the moves and start transferring that over into different types of activities and athletic. Like just, I really want to get good at it and just run around, jump around. Like I love doing that kind of stuff. I just actually just took like this adult gymnastics class again last week. I got back into it and just being able to, I don't know, be more active in that front and everything.
1: <laughs> is it is something you've you've had uh, like athletics in the past? You've done uh, any type? Yeah,
0: of I used to do gymnastics and diving, and I just kind of stop doing that. You stop doing that as you get older. And I just want to get back into it, get my skills back. And just, there's something about just being able to go out and move your body in like different ways is fun. So yeah. yeah I love it.
1: Take out some aggression. You know, it's, it's good. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> An outlet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fun. Okay. Well, awesome. Well, good luck with that. And I fourth and final question for you today is what does success mean to you?
0: Success is being able to do the things that I want to do when I want to do them with the people that I want to do with. So I think that having that time freedom and geographical freedom and financial freedom, all those three freedoms together will bring me success. And it's not like I need to have a crazy amount of money. That's not what it is. It's more just to be comfortable with my life and just be able to, if I want to go to Costa Rica with my friends and my family and just spend more time with the people that I love. I think that that's the most important thing at the end of the day, like being able to be with the ones you love when you want to do it.
1: (laughs) hundred percent. I couldn't agree more. I mean, and when you have that, like you said, the geographical and the financial and the time freedom to do it, you don't have anything tying you down. Obviously when you have a job, you have certain things tying you down. You have people that are, uh, you're committed to and things that can do that but i guess the the true success to that is well creating systems and creating ways to even with all that to be able to you know just take off and take off some time when you yeah, need
0: to yeah i agree yeah <laughs>
1: Awesome. Well, where can our listeners find you or reach out to you if they choose to?
0: So they can reach out to my email at alice at dot You can find me on Instagram or LinkedIn. I can send that over to you. I think you actually yeah, sent we have it that.
1: we'll put that in the awesome. show notes,
0: but yeah, if anyone wants to schedule a call or send me an email, I'd be happy to jump on it. I, I love speaking to other people and just joining with people that are trying to get started.
1: Yeah. Awesome. And one last thing before we jump off, what would you say is, you know, the biggest goal that you're, you're trying to accomplish this year?
0: This year, I, in terms of multifamily, I'd like to just bring a deal to the team and be able to take it down and just be the point person on the deal. I think that I'm of assistance in a lot of it, but I want to just be able to running the shop.
1: (laughs) There you go. That's awesome. Very, very cool. I wish you much tremendous continued success with all you've done and all that you continue to do. And I'm sure we'll keep in touch. And I really look forward to seeing what a year, two, three, five is going to going to bring from you.
0: Thank you. And thank you so much for having me. It's been great. I really appreciate it. I'm glad that we were able to finally meet virtually.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. And to all our listeners, thank you again for joining us all the way to the end. We appreciate you For tuning in and remember the best advice comes only when you ask. Real quick I have one question for you. Did you like this episode? If you did I want to ask you a huge favor. See the biggest thing that helps this podcast grow and that will spread this message to the whole world is that if you leave a review, a rating, and subscribe to the podcast. What that does is it basically tells the platforms that this podcast is out on is that you like my stuff and I'm doing something right. So take a few seconds out of your day, hit that subscribe button, leave a rating or review. I would be extremely grateful. Also, I want to hear from you guys. So I want to hear some feedback. If you have any questions for future episodes, please find me on LinkedIn. Send me a DM, a connection request, Yona Weiss, and I'd love
0: to hear from you.